know how that became a uh, tradition, but um, she told me it was, and um, so I, um, I listened faithfully to the women in my life, and um, I tell you what, Tony might argue with that a little bit, but um, anyway, I'm setting up a little bit because we have a special treat this morning. Uh, as we are um, in the cantata, we've been in the series I've been leading us through this Advent season uh, called For Unto Us, and we're going to conclude that series on Christmas Eve. But this morning, I am just very thankful to have um, Renee Tucker with us. Well, Renee is always with us. She's here and part of our ministry team and here uh, every Sunday, and you see Renee. Uh, she's a part of the ministry here at the church. Renee wears a number of hats. Uh, many of you have, um, if you haven't talked and, or, or got to know Renee in worship, you may have, if you've been in the hospital, it's very likely Renee came and saw you uh, because she's really kind of works hand-in-hand hand with me in visitation ministry and, and outreach and, and does a lot of things around the church, and I'm not going to get into her entire resume, but thankful for her leadership, thankful for the way that God has blessed us through her, her ministry, and, uh, and as you know from time to time, she's come and preached for us. And so I'm inviting now uh, Renee Tucker to come as she leads us in the Word this morning. What an introduction. Um, can you all hear me back there? Chuck? Can you hear me? I'll bring you a little closer. He's always the one that can't. <laughs> Chuck's her husband, so he's learned how not to. So. There you go. Is that better, honey? Well, good morning. Are you all ready for Christmas? Because time is running out. Is your tree all decorated? Is your nativity crib up? Very good. Have you really looked at the individual figurines in your nativity set? Have you really looked at them? Of course, we know which one is baby Jesus. He's very evident. And we know which one is Mary, because she's usually sitting or kneeling right beside the little baby. The wise men, they're easy to figure out who they are. They're all bringing gifts. If you have an angel with your crib set, he has wings. So we know which one is the angel. We also can identify the shepherds because they bring along with them their flock of sheep. So as I set up my nativity set this year, I found I had two extra figurines and I didn't quite know what to do with them. An older-looking man who stands very tall. Sometimes you'll find him with a staff, a rod in his hand. And then I have a younger man who is kneeling 
And if I put him next to Mary, he's just about the right height where Mary's sitting by baby Jesus. So I looked at both of them and I said, which one's Joseph? Joseph's got to be one of these. The other one, maybe he could be a shepherd. Maybe he could be a wise man. Hmm. Joseph's not very well known in the nativity scene. He has no distinct markings. I hope I chose the right one, but maybe I'll switch them out every year. Joseph. The Bible only mentions Joseph just a couple of times. And then, not at all, after Jesus gets lost, well, really, Mary and Joseph get lost, um, when Jesus was 12 years old and they lost him at the temple. That's really the last time you hear about Joseph. We don't know anything about his background, his lineage, except that he was from the line of David. And according to Matthew, his father's name was Jacob. We don't know how old he was when he met Mary. We don't know how he died or where he died. But he was the adoptive father of Jesus Christ. Who is this man? If we could go to scripture now, Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. The word of God for the people of God. Let us go to prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to hear your message this Sunday just before we celebrate the birth of your Son, Jesus the Christ. Show us, Lord, how you choose each one of us, just as you chose Joseph, to be holy and righteous in your eyes. Each one of us is set apart to take a part in your story.
Bless each of us as our eyes are opened. In Jesus' holy name, amen. As I read that, in most Bible versions, the verse 19 reads, Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to the public disgrace. But in, in other versions, the one I like the best, um, it calls Joseph a righteous or a just man. God chose Joseph to be the earthly father of Jesus. Through translations, a righteous man was one of integrity and a holy man, one that was set aside for God's use. And we think of Mary as being blessed by God. So was Joseph. God chose him for that part of the story. The hand that would guide and instruct Jesus. Where do you think Jesus learned his Jewish traditions from? His father. Who do you think took him to temple? His father. Who taught him a trade? His father. Joseph taught him disciplined him, and comforted him. Jesus learned about honesty and respect through the actions of his father. He kissed him, he cried with him, and he celebrated with him. He was very proud of Jesus. Joseph was rearing God's son. Think about it for a moment. What an impossible task to rear God's son. But what an important task. Joseph was chosen above all others. Joseph was a righteous and holy man in God's eyes. Joseph was an obedient man. When the angel came to him in a dream, did Joseph question what the angel told him? No, he didn't even ask a question. He was just obedient. He was to take Mary as his wife, and the son she carried, his name shall be called Jesus. Remember when the angel came and spoke to Mary to tell her of her having a son? She replied to the angel, how can that be since I have no relations with a man? Remember when God told Abraham that Sarah would have a son within a year in their old age. Sarah overheard the voices and laughed. She doubted God. But nothing is impossible with God. Remember Zechariah 
he was an old man, did not believe the angel when he appeared to him in the temple to tell him his wife Elizabeth, who had been barren for many years, would give birth to a son. Zechariah did not believe the angel, and he was struck dumb, remember? Unable to speak until the prophecy was fulfilled. Remember Jonah and the whale. God had called Jonah to go to Nineveh. What did Jonah do? He tried to escape God's plan. Three days and three nights in the whale, in the belly of a whale. Again in a dream, an angel appeared to Joseph, telling him to flee to Egypt with Mary and Jesus since King Herod was seeking them so that he could kill the child. Again, obedience. No questions, no doubts, just perfect obedience. Joseph was a very special man. Is it okay to question God? I think it is. I think it's good to question God through prayer, for direction and for clarity when he calls us to do something. When he takes, when he calls us to be a part of his plan here on earth. I sure questioned him when he called me to ministry. I said, are you kidding? <laughs> Each one of the stories I just mentioned was part of God's plan for that time, that place, and also for the history of mankind. Each one of us is called to take your part in God's kingdom here on earth. The living nativity was just a couple of weekends ago. Each participant was called with his or her own talents to relay to all who came to see about Jesus Christ and the story. From the transporting of materials to the setting up of stages, the dinners that were made, the cookies that were brought, the pots we were each called to pick up, the prayers that were said, the lines that were memorized, each person played their part. I will never forget the role God had picked out for little Olivia. I have never seen a more dedicated, sincere, and serious servant of a king. If any of you saw that scene, it was absolutely priceless to see God work through that little girl. She was giving it her all. She had no lines. She just said it all with her actions. She was being obedient to God's call 
and mom said she fell asleep as soon as she got home. Joseph was a man of few words in the Bible, but his life and his actions made such a huge impact. He gave it his all. The story would not have been the same if it had not been the obedience of that simple man. He could have questioned and doubted when all his plans needed to be changed. But his great faith far surpassed anything human. Joseph was a holy man. A man set aside for God's use. Each one of us is righteous in God's eyes. When we do anything in his name, he is very pleased. Each one of us is called to take our part in God's story here on earth. We are each holy. God has set us apart, separate from anyone else, to be of use to further his kingdom here. He has a part of history and eternity for each one of us. Be obedient to God. Without you in the story, the story would be different. Make your life fulfilling. Learn your part. Rehearse your part over and over again. Just take your part that God has given you. When we pass on, what will people remember us by? Something we said? Or the way we lived our life? Life. Life is a gift. Life is a blessing. We have been chosen by God. He breathed this life into us because he has a purpose, a role for us to play. The story would not be the same if we did not take our part seriously and sincerely. Believe in him and his ways. He is Emmanuel. God is with us. God is in us. God is all around us. When God calls us to use us, know that he is really working through us. What an awesome thought. God, our creator, the almighty one, the mystery of faith himself, is doing his work through each one of us. God's story would not be the same if not for the obedience of Joseph. We are individuals like Joseph. We may not have a showy part, 
but what is asked of us is just as important. So when you feel the nudge to say something or do something for somebody, to pray with somebody, it is God himself wanting to use you. Don't push it aside. Let God work through you. You are his creation. This is your purpose. And when you do, he will bless you over and over and over again. And in the end, he will welcome us home and we will be asked, what did we do with those nudges he gave us? Hopefully, he will say to each one of us, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done. Amen.